Guri Tefano. Just before we get into our potty with Joe Damon, I just want to give a massive uh, shout out to a local business. Um, well, it's not really local, but it's from a local person. It's from the best you clothing. My good friend Ash and um, Asi, they have a clothing line um, out of the UK, but it is worldwide shipped. Um, but go and go and see them. You can go and check them out at the bestyouclothing.com or go and check them out on um, Instagram and um, and let them let them know what's up. Uh, supporting these local brands and helping everybody out. Um, but no, the good peoples, and you know, it's nice to see good things happen to good people. But anyway, less amongst the young end. Today on the podcast, we have Joey Damon. Joe Damon is uh, the youngest ever comedian to sell out the Sky City, um, not just in New Zealand, just comedian in general. Uh, he's a good friend of mine, which, uh, you know, um, I'm very, very grateful for. But um, Joe is just a wealth of knowledge. We talk about mental health and just what he's been up to. Um, but by all means, uh, if you you have not uh, partaken in a uh, Joe Damon um, roast, uh, now's your time. He's He is one of the funniest dudes I know. All right. Um, hope you guys enjoy the potty and I'll see you at the end. Yeah? Peace. What the fuck is up, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> shit, bro. Your internet is still shit. Jesus Christ. Is it? Kind of. But it's all good. Sorry, dude. It's Sorry, all good. Where you been, brother? Bro, you know, always good, always skucks. Um, fucking, yeah, had a pretty hectic weekend. Got on it with uh, all my cousins and then uh, got in a rumble, had a threesome, um, went to church, and then, uh, yeah. Three very ridiculous things that you wouldn't expect from me. <laughs> happy, happy Halloween, fucking hell! <laughs> Trick or treat. <laughs> <laughs> no, is the is, is it actually still, bro. Honestly, at this point, who knows? I don't even bro. know how to make my internet good. So that's all right, bro. Uh, hey, so we're here so for fans. the experiment. <laughs> okay. Anyway, bro, what an introduction. That's how you come in, bro. What up, motherfucker? Yeah, what the fuck is up, bitch? Yo, damn straight. Thank you. Bro, last time we've talked, bro, when last time we had you on the potty, bro, so much has fucking moved on from there. Yeah, yeah, I know. A lot is uh a lot's kinda happened. When when was the last time we um It was probably about two weeks before oh no, it would have been like a month before oh no, about two weeks before you announced the the Sky City show. True. So had I already started like going on tour in there? Yeah, you you just came back a- from the, the the thing to the the crowd work work tour, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oh, that that's right. Because I, I took like a little break and then did Sky City. Yeah, fuck, it's been it's been hectic, eh? Hey? Like I um, I don't even really know what what's been happening, but I mean, took a took like a good little break off in between just to kind of sort sort my shit out. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't even know. Let's talk about Sky City, bro, for a second, G. That shit was crazy, bro. Yeah, you I came was, on the the first night, eh? I did, I did, and I was I like, you've "Been there, brother, bro." But like, I remember the fr- one of the things you said to the crowd. You're like, and you said it beforehand. You said, "For some of you, this is probably the first time you've been to a comedy show." Yeah, and it's true. Like, and for you to acknowledge that, and everyone was like agreeing, and to open those doors up. Why do you think that a lot of multi Polynesians don't really go to? Comedy shows, G. But I think it's like, um, you know, I would say performing arts 
in general, it's not a very, um, well, I wouldn't say accepted, but I don't know. It's, it's just probably, it's not that it's not accepted, but it's just not something that I reckon like we think about. Like no one's, I mean, in, yeah, in regards to performing arts, like when we're not really particularly invested in it as an interest, let alone it's something that we'd actually go out and do. So I would say for most people, their, you know, their first up experience to even going out would be going to a concert or something. Yeah. E- even then, um, you know, that's a pretty big ask for everybody. And so I-, I would say like going to, you know, a concert or like a music festival would be sort of the gateway to experiencing performing arts. And then usually people will go to maybe like, you know, theatre or plays. I feel like stand-up's quite far down, like the, far down the picking order. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like that, that was one of the things that I said that night was like, it's the first time, not only have people probably seen stand-up, but it's probably the first time they've gone to like an actual theatre. Yeah. And like sat in it since like high school. So um, it's always funny performing to people that haven't been before. And that obviously it was, uh, it was that crowd and yeah, fuck, it was just, it was just buzzy, bro. It's probably, I never really sat down to think about like how it went and what I thought about it, but you know, whenever I do, it's kind of, it's kind of freaky to think about. Yeah. And I mean, I like, yeah. um, I was, I was very lucky to be backstage and I'm very thankful for you to give me that opportunity. Of course, brother. Bro, but I sat there eh, and I just thought to myself, bro, this is like a huge thing. Not for, not, I mean, for you, yes, but just for like, Polynesian Maori like comedians and just people in the crowd that have never like this is their first experience and you're you're cracking it for them you know it's awesome bro yeah cheers bro I appreciate it. I appreciate yeah. it bro what did you think of the of the night because like it, it was um but for me it was overwhelming ass oh bro I remember bro I was on the other side of the entrance bro and I was just sitting there and then I saw you pacing up and down G. And you were like, yo, Timmy, are you good, G? And I was like, bro, don't worry about me, bro. Are you good? And you're like, <laughs> yeah, bro, yeah, bro, I'm fucking on. And I was like, yo, fuck. Here we go, here we go. I was just happy for you, bro, to be honest. Like, yeah, yo. it, it was a it was a freaky. It was a, it was such a freaky thing because, like, you know, there, there was obviously hella people backstage. There was, like, camera crews and shit, photographers. And, um... Bro, like, on the first night, I'll be straight up, I'll be dead honest. I was so fucking mud. And, like, I'm not, like, for for my own for my own standards and, like, I was so shit. But I look back, but, I, I mean, it's not it's not something I'm embarrassed about. Like, that's why I talk about it the way I do. Um, but it was just such, like, a hectic, it was a hectic night. There was just all these... Yeah, I can't, like I can't even put it to words now. Like mm. to think there was seven hundred people, um, you know, seven hundred plus, and then the after party as well. It was just yeah, it, it was so it was such a full on thing that um, it was just it was just crazy. You you kind of feel yeah you you kind of go between feeling like the man and then sort of you then get the weight of all those people being there and you're like fuck I hope I don't like, disappoint them or anything. And it's like a massive back and forth between that just. Every single every single second of that whole period. Yeah, because I think, because <clears throat> I think, like, how did you deal with that, bro? Like, not the ex- I don't want to say expectation because there was no expectation. Like, you would have performed anyway, and they would have laughed anyway. Or you know, they would have been like, <laughs> "Fuck, it's Joey D. Let's fucking laugh." But like, <laughs> was it like, how did you sort your nerves out? 
Bro, like having honestly having all you guys there, um, like, probably the biggest reason I asked you to come was not. I mean, obviously, like I wanted you to come um, and be able to experience it yourself. But like for me, I knew in something like that where I would be so far out of like my comfort zone and so far out of like, um, you know what I'm used to when it comes to doing stand up. I wanted to have people around that I knew would be able to bring me back down to like just being able to be myself. Mm. Um, and so, and you, you always do that. You always do that for me. I mean, um, you know, and, and, and all, and you've, you've done the same for on a massive high like that. And then a massive, you know, man, my, you know, I've had big lows too. And you've, you've been exactly the same, always brought me up to the middle. Um, and yeah. honestly, bro, yeah, it was having yourself, having Willie there, um, right. you know, just, just good, just good people around me was how I was able to deal with that that situation. And I would say for anybody else that's kind of going through quite an overwhelming moment in their lives, like obviously that's a, that was a good overwhelming moment for me. Um, just keep people around you that are always going to kind of keep it real and keep it, I say, keep it central. You know, they're never 100, they're never zero. They're always just in the middle and they'll bring you back to earth. Um, that was what helped me get through it. And yeah, it was fucking, it was mean, but I appreciate it. Oh, but uh, yeah, brother, like far out, like that's. I mean, you know, that's it's two way street. Like you do the same for me. So, oh, fuck bro, it. I wanted to tell you fuck up just then. I was like, man, fuck up, fuck up, Joe. But um, bro, Willie was Willie was a trip for me, G. Like I was just sitting there and I was like, bro, he's a fucking trippy dude, eh? Yeah, Willie's at the gate, hey, but but in a <laughs> but in a really positive way. Yeah, yeah. But or to the point where it's almost annoying. Like for yeah. me, I find it annoying sometimes because, bro, honestly, like that dude, I'll sometimes start like, you know, when you talk, you know, you know, when you um, when you kind of like want to talk shit about someone, and you'll say you'll kind of get someone else's, yep. you'll throw out like a little feeling, like to see what the other person's feeling. You'll be like, yada yada, but they're all good, eh? And, you know, I'll throw out one of those just to see what he reckons. And every single time, oh, bro, he's the man. We, like, went and fucking, he's always got a story with them. Yeah. You know, half of them, he's held their hands and fucking probably passed them. <laughs> but he's just, like, he's, he'll never say a bad word about anybody. He's always got the same amount of time for everybody. Um, you and him are both exactly the same. And it, um, it pisses me off because I'm a piece of shit and I want to talk <laughs> shit about cunts. And just fucking complain all the time. That's bro, what I want to do. Here's the, here's the thing, bro. Like, and I, bro, that was the first time I've ever met Willie. And he was, ex- you know, we're talking about Willie Wairua for anybody that doesn't know. But me and, me and Willie have a very, very similar, like, past. Because he used to work in the same line that I used to work at SIFS. Yeah. At, the, um, yeah. youth, at the youth justice level. Good right? Point. Yeah. And so, like, and what, and, and coming through that thing and being, you know, retrospective around what the skills that I got out of that, the skills that I gained was the ability to identify people, how people are feeling and to uh, try and bring them up and help them if they're down. Like I do that sometimes. Most of the time I'm a piece of shit too. And I'm just like, now nah, fuck you. I can't be like Willie, but like he identifies good people. And then he like, kind of like makes you feel good about yourself. And that's what you kind of have to do in those. I mean, when you're in a residence, a lockup with like, the top one percent of naughty kids in New Zealand, like it's you have to kind of be always on and positive, and yeah, so that's what I got from him. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I would say to anybody, <clears throat> you know, guys like yourself, pe- people that are successful are more like guys like yourself and, and Willie in the sense that um, they can always, they, they always know who they are. They always can sort of, any, any, any person, no matter where they're from, they can just adapt to and, um, and be themselves. Like you, you're so good at that. I've seen it firsthand. You know, it doesn't matter whether you're talking to, you know, really well-known people that fucking everybody goes hard over or you're talking to your basketball team or you're talking to people you're working with. Like, I know for me, I definitely kind of chop and change. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, I definitely chop and change depending on how comfortable I am with um, with certain people. Like, mm. But uh, guys like yourself and, and Willie, yeah, you guys managed to stay true to yourselves pretty much across the board and, I think, yeah, it's... yeah. I mean, I don't really think about it, you know. I just do it. But like, uh, when I look back at like you know interviews that I've had with people that a lot of times people are like fucking buzzing out, like holy shit, you got such and such on, and then I just talk to them like oh like, and I think they kind of appreciate that too. Yeah, yeah. Like someone yeah, for sure. Yeah, for someone sure. said to me like with Joseph Parker, like when I, on the bakery round, they were like, "That's probably the most relatable I've ever seen Joseph Parker," and I was like, "Well, that's really nice." Yeah, yeah, and and it's but it was yeah, it was crack up. Yeah, it's always it's always mean to watch, and um, yeah, and like like I said, like it brings it always brings me back to like my middle, Mm. being around guys guys like yourself and and Willie. So I appreciate it, bro. We've got something in the chat, bro. It says uh, Deputy Mayor says the compliments are real. Are we witnessing a bromance, bro? This has been brewing brewing for a long time. Been a bromance for a long time, right? Yeah, me and me and Joe but, suck each other off in the DMs all the time, bro. I think the fu- I think the funniest thing is that yeah, we, like I think for most people it's probably the opposite. Whereas for us, we do, we talk shit to each other, yeah, yeah. Uh, when no one's looking and then when everyone's looking, it's just <laughs> it's just like this, bro. When I'm it's in the, the chicken, G, and you you throw the fucking heartiest mocks at me, G, yeah, <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like, because uh, you know you got to wait for your time to talk. And then by the time it's my turn, I'm like, fuck, Joe's gone. <laughs> Joe's logged out. Shit, he's not going to hear any of this. So fuck. Next. Yeah. Nah, shout out to the, shout out to the chicken boys. It's, um, I mean, fuck, I probably can't go into too many details. But <laughs> dude, <laughs> we always talk about the night because all the chicken oh. boys. So for anybody that's watching, the chicken is just this, um, it's like a, a podcast that uh, a bunch of boys from Wellies. Um, including myself, and then Timmy's like probably. I think you're the, probably the only non-Wellingtonian. Yeah. Oh no, eh? nah, me and Riggs. Inter- oh yeah, yeah, Riggs. So just the norms. Um, yeah, and it's hosted by by Mose, uh, Beast Mose, Councillor Mose Gallo. But um, <laughs> fuck. fuck, it's a crack. It's just a bunch of fucking idiots just talking shit and they came to did i tell you about when they came to my wellington show i bro. might have talked about this last time oh bro let's just go in again they fucking bring this up all the time bro <laughs> like you know because on the i oh, and lexo too lexo is uh and lexo yeah. yeah but bro, bro every time because we do the chicken it's only an hour and then after it the fucking pre-show or the pro show is like three hours where oh, that, everyone yeah, just fun. talks shit but they Pretty always well, bring yeah. up they always bring up that night and they always bring up terrell and the strippers G. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and they always bring up tricks. They bring that up. They bring up tricks and Regan getting lost at a gang pad, 
And then, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they bring everything that goes on up. It's like, what yeah, the fuck? For, for anybody that doesn't know, uh, Justin Orms is gang affiliated now. Um, he's, he's, he's got a signet ring. Um, the only thing he doesn't have is a bike. He doesn't have his license yet. So he's, um, he's just riding the bicycle for now. But he's got the signet ring and the patch. Yeah, and he's, he's put on the block. He's had it in the <laughs> ass a few times. But, uh, but I don't, you know what the funniest thing is? It's like, People do not realize how out the gate tricks in real life is. Yeah. <laughs> bro, I, I didn't even I, know. I didn't know either. And then he goes, bro, when I had him on the podcast, it was fucking mean. And then he goes, bro, when you're down on Welly G, that's us, bro. And I was like, nah, G, that's not us. <laughs> I was like, ah, nah, actually, it's not G. I don't want <laughs> <like, laughs> Yeah, no, nah, tricks have been one of my best mates for, for years. And, um, Cause most people don't know about me. Like I'm actually quite, um, I don't know if square's the right word, but I'm pretty like, <laughs> I'm pretty fucking boring. Like I don't really drink too much. I don't really, uh, like I don't do drugs or anything. Um, not that tricks does, but, um, anyways, probably just leave that there. But <laughs> <laughs> it's anyway, uh, it's my birthday. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, fucking, um, good, um, how are those all blacks? Did you see what anyone wants the all blacks? <laughs> get a call on my Apple watch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro. But, uh, fuck, but bro, that dude can fucking hone it down though. G like straight up. That dude can drink. Hey, I've heard. Yeah. But I've never, yeah, I've never been able to, cause I'm not a good drinker at all. Like at all. I think, um, yeah, I think someone asked me if I went to the uh, Mosaic Halloween party. I, I got too drunk and um, I tripped over and fell into the dance floor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, yeah, um, but, but coming back to that Sky City thing, bro, like afterwards, no, 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 fuck, we do that all the time, G. That's just yeah. how it is, you know? We went from that, then we went to Willie, then we went to Tricks, then we went yeah, to the... All over the show. All, all over the, the show. Fucking, <laughs> hey, if you're, if you're listening to this... Just fucking deal with it. Shit. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so, um, but like, bro, um, fuck, that would have been because you were the youngest New Zealand comedian or just comedian in general? Yeah, youngest comedian. Just to, um, to sell that place out, eh? Yeah, yeah. And then it's crazy, bro. There's only yeah, only probably one or two locals that have sold it. I think maybe just one, Ursula. Yeah. Um so now it was real, yeah. It was uh it was quite an overwhelming um Period. Yeah, because for me, I've never been particularly special in anything I've done, like to the point where, you know, I've got a recognition for it. You know, I was all good at maths, all good at um, passion, but like, you know, no one's going to put that in the newspaper. Well, fuck, um, depends on what newspaper you fucking... Yeah, depends, depends on... Pa- yeah, it depends if it's Wainui or fucking... <laughs> Wainui, <laughs> depends on your passion too, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> true, brother. There might be headlines soon. Oh, oh, probably not a good thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> But I think, um, um, but like the other thing is like, um, because being that broke, like getting that achievement and having that on you, because I heard that like fucking even some international people like Aziz Ansari comes over and then he didn't sell that shit out. Like, you yeah, know? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So Aziz Ansari didn't sell it out. Um, this, uh, Fred Armisen from Saturday Night Live didn't sell it out. And um, I think my only regret from the whole period is not doing a third night because I think that like definitely could have done a third night. And I think by night three, I would have been like really settled. Mm. Um, that's probably my only regret from the whole thing. But I mean, to sell out one is hectic. And then, yeah, 
but that second one, it was, um, yeah. Uh, no, fuck, every time I think back to it, bro, it's, it's crazy to think of it. It's almost surreal. But, um, yeah, it's just mean that you were there, bro. It was a, is there anything you would, uh, if you had to do that all over again, What you, apart from doing the third night, is there anything else that you would have fixed up, bro? Uh, I think I would do a third night and probably distractions is a bad word, but probably like cut out all the, um, all the distractions. So with me, bro, mm. that one of my big, um, one of like my big dreams was to do a press run. <laughs> okay. And I know it sounds, and I know it sounds silly, but I used to watch Kevin Hart's uh, vlogs that he used to do back in the day. Mm. And he'd just, um, go do like radio and TV and he'd just vlog it. And, um, you know, when I started doing stand-up, I would always think of that and be like, fuck, it'd be mean to like be able to go on the radio and go on the news and be able to do all that stuff. And, um, and so I, you know, I did exactly that. Like went on all the major radio stations and, you know, it was all over the news and TV and shit. And it was real cool. But I think what just happened was I, I kind of, um, I moved beyond, I kind of moved beyond, uh, in regards to my mindset, I kind of moved beyond like the whole reason I was, I was doing it. I got so caught up in, um, you know, kind of doing all the extra shit that I didn't really focus in on, um, putting on the best show that I, putting on the best show that I could. And I, I talk like critically about it, but it's not in a way that I'm embarrassed and, um, or anything like I, I've, I've thought really long about, uh, really hard about what, I would do better what I did well and I'm just going to use it to make sure that the, um, you know, the next time I come around is I just take those things into account and, um, and just, you, you know, just using it to better myself really. So do you, um, have you ever like, I mean, looking back at it now, bro, have you looked at, uh, like the pros and cons of doing that, what you did, you know, like, I mean, yeah. obviously pro would be, you know, you're able to get your face out there and, yeah, and people know. Oh shit! This is Joe Damon, blah blah blah. But then the pro- the cons are fuck your energy getting spent. You know. Yeah, yeah, energy getting spent. I mean, probably you know a lot of people would probably say like too soon. I mean, to do a venue like that before I've even done like an hour show, because so typically like how stand up works is you will do like an hour show and it's an hour of like um, you know written jokes that you've developed over a year or two years. Um, so it's like a really structured, um, show that you've written literally like how a movie would be written. Yeah. And that's how people will do an hour stand-up show. And then typically what happens is they'll do that over a year period. And then at the end of that, they'll go do a big theater. But what I did was I just went and did a tour. There was crowd work. So like no material. And then, um, after six months of not doing any stand-up, because we've been in lockdown and then before that, like I hadn't even been really been gigging much. So I'd say six months, probably dramatic fucking this guy, probably like <laughs> probably two. Yeah. Probably two. I'll say three months. Cause it probably was about three months after three months of not doing stand up. I just went out, you know, did the crowd work tour and then just went and did, um, sky city. So, you know, you could, I could probably say I wasn't prepared and probably too soon, but, um, on the other side, I'm just like, fuck, I just, like the old me would have never um, had that confidence uh, and the old me would have never just jumped into something like that. And I don't regret at all just fucking giving it a go and just doing it. Cause 
um, you can always you can always go back and, and improve on things, but you can't um, you can't go back to moments that you missed out on. So, mm. uh, do you reckon live, you you live one fucking quarter mile at a time, brother? You know, fucking earth. Fuck. Fucking earth. Um, do you reckon without all of that press tour, it would have changed anything? Um, probably not too much. Probably just an excuse. I used to be honest. I'm a fucking idiot. So just to get just that. I just cling to whatever um, seems like makes sense. But nah, I, I, if I'm if I'm honest, if I spent probably um, more time just coming up with like what I wanted to talk about and um, just reworking my material, if I spent more time probably doing that, I think I would have um, done a you know a little bit of a better job. But I mean, to be honest, I think um, at the at the end of the day, I, I, I did you know what I really wanted to do, which was just make it happen and prove to myself that I can do it. And then <clears throat> this is just the start of my career. So, um, yeah, I mean, fuck what a way to start. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm, um, I'm not, uh, I'm not too caught up on it not being exactly perfect and to the T in every way that I ever dreamed, mm. you know, I'll, I'll be trying to live out my dreams for the, for the rest of my career, for the rest of my life. So the fact that the start didn't go the way I wanted it to, I'm not going to get, um, too stuck on that, eh? Um, you, because, yeah. It was, do, do you reckon, bro, do you reckon, and this is like a side thing, because I guarantee you, I think you may have found the cheat code to all what all fucking comedians should be doing in terms of, like, using social media to, to build the brand that is you and to become relatable, I suppose, and always be, like, because the lead-up until your, in, to your rise was crazy to watch but it was like i mean that's the first thing that kind of brought me to you was just you're relatable i you know like we laugh at the same things that kind of shit that's it, bro. thank you um yeah that, that was always me i think like one thing bro because most people don't know we probably didn't really talk about it last time but like my parents um they really fucking hate like what i do <laughs> so um they really fucking hate it and to the point where like you know we probably don't have the closest relationship because of it but um what i always told them was like it's important for me to be myself flawed and all stupid um ignorant uh, opinions and all because i don't want people to be shocked when i make a mistake or when i say something dumb as fuck because if you're with me 24 hours of the day um i say more dumb shit than i say smart shit so um that that's that, that was my Shut up, you dick. I actually am pretty smart, but um Yeah, no. <laughs> you fucking but, but you but you know what I mean, bro? Like I, I think most of us feel like we have to put out that the what we think is the perfect what what we think people would see is the perfect view of ourselves, which we may be five minutes in a twenty-four hour day. But what I wanted to put out was what I'm more what I'm like more often than I'm not and what I um you know, what I think more often than not. And, you know, I've said and done things that, that people, um, you know, didn't like or, or were uh, maybe offended by. But, like, my thing was just, I mean, I don't expect anybody else to agree with me. This is just me based on my experiences. I'm always open to conversation about anything. Mm. But it's just it's just me. I'm not trying to be somebody that, that pleases everybody and i know there's like people that do it like i don't give a fuck because i do give a fuck i do care about what people think about me but i'm not going to spend any extra effort 
to change that if that isn't the case. Mm. Um, it's an interesting notion, right? Like, I, I mean, I kind of think of, like, uh, you know, I don't get as much fucking as you do, but I mean, like, there, there's a fatigue. As much, as much um, myths? Um, as, as much, a lot of, as, as many, much. As, what do you what mean? It, what the what fuck are you talking nah. about? Jesus shit. Nah, I, don't even, nah, I don't even know. Sorry, dude. Don't fucking interrupt me when I'm in the mood, okay? I'm in this moment, G. <laughs> No, but it's like, um, for me, bro, like every day I think about social media shit and I think about having this, like, you know, on Street Fighter, bro, and you have the life bar at the top of you and you think, bro, if I'm going to fucking go and pull out some hearty fuck you shit on the internet and every time I care about somebody saying shit about me, it's just going to take a little bit of chops yeah. at my life bar and, I'm, and then I'm just going to be fucking over it. But yeah. I mean, I think the hardest bit comes when there's somebody that you care about and somebody that you know personally, when that shit gets like, that's when it fucking hurts the most, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, th I think the biggest thing that I probably stay conscious of is I don't um, care what people think about me, but I care about how I make people feel. So hmm. you're, yeah, it, it'd be hard to sort of... Um, you know, demotivate me if if you have a different opinion, you know, than me, or if you if you don't have a high opinion of me. But you know, people that if they are feeling a type of way about something I've said, like I always take it on board. But yeah, as as I as I said, if if you um yeah, I always take it on board, but I won't um necessarily let it change what I what I'm doing. Mm. But but I will I will acknowledge it because yeah I never want to um yeah I never want to purposely hurt people but yeah you're I never also... going out on purpose to do that kind of shit you know yeah I th yeah I I mean it comes part and parcel with being in the social media eyes and and having people follow and look find what you're up to I mean yeah. it's kind of it, it's it's quite rough but at the same time bro I've always followed like as soon as I started kind of getting on with Twitch and shit and people were following me. I, I remember, I think it was Charlemagne, bro. He said this thing. It was like the 40, it was like the 40, 40, 20 rule. So like 40% of people are going to like you. 40% of cent are going to hate you. And there's going to be 20 on the fence. And yeah. it's around trying to cater to that 20 to go, bro, I'm actually a good dude, man. Like, fuck, I'm not a fucking yeah. asshole. And then not to convince them to come over, but just go, Hey, like, Check my shit out. Like I may say some yeah. out of a shit, but that's just yeah. my job. I'm a comedian, you know. Yeah, for for sure. But it, it is a hard. It, it's a hard game to. It's a hard game to play, and it's a hard thing to to be in because, um, you know, I had a hard enough time before anybody knew who I was, like, trying to, um, make sense of like what I think and what I believe and who I think I am and uh, what I think I'm good at and whatnot, and so. It's a hard thing to juggle when you then add in what other people think you should be and what other people think you should, um, you know, talk about or talk like. So, um, I, uh, I I just I just keep reminding myself that, um, you know, this thing is going to be hard regardless. I've got to make that that challenge and that battle that I'm having as obvious to these people as the end result. Mm. So, you know, when I haven't, when I, when I say something, when I have an opinion, I don't want people just to hear me coming up with, I don't want people to hear their end thought. I want them to hear what led me to it. So even if they don't, even if they don't agree with what came at the end, 
they can understand through what I thought on the way there and what I experienced on the way there. And, and so I try to just be open about the whole journey. And, um, and usually I can catch people in there. Yeah. I think so many of us just get caught up on that, on that end part. Um, you know, the, 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 the small quote, the, the small quote or like the, the, um, soundbite, but yeah, I just try to be as open as possible about how I got all the way there. And, um, Usually people can understand at least some part. I think it's no secret though. I mean I mean your your the 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 algorithm I suppose has been written before, you know? It's Kevin Hart did the same thing. Be personable yeah. online, make sure that people are seeing what you're up to, be funny, you know, like you know, and, and be positive and be transparent. And then all of a sudden, you know, good things and good things happen to good people. They just have to kind of it's just about patience. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And but like how how do you find like being patient, you know, when it comes to you know trying to get shit off the cuz people what people don't realize is like I mean, bro, you do it even even more than I do, but we we're, we're like constantly shooting shit trying to get shit over over the you know, over the fence trying to get shit done, trying to pitch things. People don't see like all the work that all of us try and do to get stuff you know, to get stuff over. Yeah. I think um, with me, bro, like I, I, I consider myself like early days. You like, I think that I'm early, not in, not in comedy, but with podcasts, like your podcast was the one that was like consistent. And I know you're a busy dude at the moment. So no, no shots, no shots there. No, no, you know no, what no. I'm saying? But you were very, very like, I, I looked and I've told you this multiple times. I looked at what you were doing and I was like, okay, I can see the, I can see this now. Me for now, I'm just slowly kind of, kind of learning and figuring it out, right? And then, but I can do that in my own time. But I, I need like the podcast is my podcast is the thing that keeps me going, keeps me kind of like it's like going to the gym, like you know, I'm like, okay, I just got to keep going and keep going and keep going, and one day, hopefully, I'll be good to go, you know, and. Yeah. And like every time I every time I have an interview, I'm like pushing myself to find different ways to segue things in and stuff like that. Yeah. And you're the same, but you're in the background doing that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's hard. Like I've, I find it difficult to stay patient. But I'm a very uh, <laughs> fuck. It's pretty ironic, but for somebody that's always late, I'm pretty impatient. Um, but I uh. But I just kind of use I kind of use that as as my fuel, bro. Like, and yeah. I've been having a lot of conversations lately about um, you know, like industry stuff. And my uh, my opinion and my attitude is always like, um, you know, I, I actually don't have to wait for shit. Like I can go, I can go do what I want, and I can go do it right now. Am I capable of doing it? Do I think I'm ready to do it? Nah, but I um, I would much rather just go and do it than wait around until I think I'm until I think I'm at a level because I may not ever get there. And yeah. so that's, um, that's kind of been like my attitude. And it wasn't always like that. My attitude used to be, um, no, I'm not ready. No, I'm not ready. Uh, you know, I'll get as far as I can go that I'm comfortable with and then just be like, oh, I'll probably just wait until this is, this is done and fucking, you know, it never comes. And, uh, I just realized I just used that as a cop out. So yeah. now it's just, if it's there, I'll just do it. I, and a lot of people are like that. They, uh, it's that self doubt. It's that doubt in their own abilities that kind of limit them. You know. Yeah. 
It's um, bro, sure. I heard this mean ass quote, bro, and it's um, it's paralysis by over analysis, bro. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. You know, you stop doing shit because you're over analyzing stuff. Yeah, me, G, yeah. I'm just like, I mean, like I control the podcast. I, you know, yeah. me and Will's do the bakery runs. We don't need anybody to fucking tell us what to do. And like, I've yeah, got yeah. other things going on with Will's that I'm like, okay, bro, like, fuck, let's just do it. And then um, just finding ways to get paid to do it pretty much is all we're doing now, yeah. you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think um, one of the things that I really, that really got me over to the other side was I realized that. So for me, I would always be like, oh, nah, I'll wait until this is, I'll wait until the, you know, this thing is maybe, well, I'll, I'll try to think of a specific example. So maybe I might have an idea of something I might go do and somebody else is already doing it. Mm. And then I'll be like, oh, no, nah, I can't do it. Um, but what I then realized was there's always going to be somebody doing pretty much exactly the same. Yeah. There's always going to be, there's always going to be somebody coming along and doing something. It's like the, Probably a better analogy would be the All Blacks. You know, you can be Severis, the best winger in the world, and then fucking Caleb Clark comes in. You know, Severis was the best winger in the world last year. Mm. And now Caleb Clark is playing, starting for the All Blacks. Yeah. So that was my thing is there's always going to be somebody on your on your heels. Yeah. And so you can be the one that's looking at the people on your heels, or you can be the one looking straight ahead and just running. Just and you know, they may they may pass you, but um, if you just keep running, fuck, you might be able to find another, you might be able to find another field. Mm. You might be able to find another track that like looks even better. Bro, that happened um, to me, bro. Like, I'm a perfect example of that. I was on Twitch yeah. playing video games and like fucking like just, I was doing great. I was running my race, going at it. And then I just go, fuck, this is getting boring, G. Like, yeah, it's not that it's getting boring. It was just like, fuck, I'm not, I'm not making any waves here. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm just going to switch it and let's just do this. I'm just good at talking. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good at talking yeah. with people. Um, like, you know, I, yeah. I can let's let's do this. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh shit, like this is cool. Like, you know, I'm not yeah. getting bored of this. And then you just and go forward. Yeah, and that's that's entrepreneurship. So like my biggest um a lot of people don't know about what a lot of people won't know about me is my biggest passion is um entrepreneurship. And so like one of the big things that I used to always read about was like pivoting um and companies pivoting and so like twitch is a perfect example so how twitch started was they used to be called they used to be a live streaming um like platform but they used to be called justin tv justin.tv and their whole thing you're you're preaching to the fucking choir here g yeah yeah i know anyway go keep going sorry sorry, justin tv yeah uncle uncle rick is richard branson um (laughs) But I and I remember this, but it, it used to be all about like live streaming. Um, and most and most people was just about like live streaming, talking, like live streaming, like just literally just sitting there and just talking yeah. to their screen. And I used to watch live streams, but I used to be real into jerking. Do you remember jerking? Yeah, I do, bro. The fucking dance room. I do, bro. Do you, can you give us a bit of a get up? Yeah, a... I'll jerk. Yeah. Oh. So. Um, <laughs> I'm like fuck is he are we talking about the same jerking right <laughs> sure, no. but, um, but yeah like there, there used to be jerk crews back in the day they were like dance crews and they used to go on Justin TV and like just talk and answer questions and shit so it was mean as Justin TV was cool but then how Justin TV pivoted and then became the billion dollar company that they are was 
you know, through rebranding and through um, a small sort of redirection of their audience, they became Twitch, which is, you know, the you know, we all know it's this massive as gaming platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's effectively the exact same. It's still the exact same website, the exact same operations. They just pivoted and changed the direction a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, it's completely revolutionized yeah. um, an entire industry. So, like, with me, I'm probably in the literally, literally in the middle of trying to figure out a pivot. Like I'm still going to be doing exactly what people know me for, but just trying to figure out, um, you know, sort of a new way to to do it. Because, um, not that I don't like what I do, but I feel like I'm I'm starting to box myself into something, and um, and I know there's other ways I can be doing it. So yeah. I don't really know why I started talking about the pivoting shit, but um, yeah. but yeah, I think um, that's a cool. That's a cool story for you, anyways. But it's it's a it's it's that realization that you need to pivot, you know. Yeah, and, and sure. having that conversation with yourself to go listen, this shit ain't working, G. Like we gotta we gotta come up with a different game plan here. I don't think yeah. we can fucking run like this again. Like let's let's try and let's try and change it up. And like, bro, I still get people all the time. When are you gonna come back and do? like some some gaming streams and i'm like it's just not really my thing like i I like i still play offline but i like just chilling out and doing my own thing you know yeah 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 gaming's your switch off now it's not what you were trying to do to it's not what you're trying to do to the builder the builder platform yeah Yeah. but um but i mean bro in terms of the platform building bro like yeah like i said bro yours you were kind of the dude i looked at and i was like okay he's got this part because i always want to do a podcast I was like, you know, I want to do a podcast and just talk to people. And then I would watch you and I would see like how your one would go. And I'd be like, fuck, yo, like, let's do it. Like, you know, and, and it gave me confidence to see like, and then on the side of that, you were building your brand on Instagram and, and everywhere else. And, and I was like, cool. Like I can kind of see something, but like, there was nothing for me before. So shout out to you. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, um, it's weird, eh, bro, because it does. It does kind of come out of nowhere, like your, you know, the ideas and shit. You've just got to sort of just keep plugging away. Um, and I don't know if, uh, yeah, just, just keep, you kind of just keep got to just sort of fucking swinging in the dark, really. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, you're right. People don't realize like how kind of aimless this entire endeavor of like what we do is. Like, fuck, I don't know what I'm doing next month, let alone. <laughs> you know, True. like uh, let alone a, a, a very specific long-term plan. It's so aimless, but you've just got to keep putting out there um, what's true to you and what's real to you. Just keep putting that out there and, um, you know, eventually something sticks. Eventually someone hits back. Eventually someone responds. Especially, eventually an opportunity arises. You've just kind of got to keep be patient. Yeah, just keep swinging, really. Yeah. yeah be patient. Like, it's really what it is. Straight up. Yeah, it's activity and patience. That's it. Yeah. If you're sure. if you're always active. That's what I notice around like especially Instagram, bro. It's like activity. If you're always active on it and you just you just wait. Like you just gotta wait your turn. Like everybody there's thousands of people trying to get like other people's yeah. attention on here. And um yeah, it's it, and it's really interesting seeing others and seeing yourself and seeing like even myself grow and i'm just like fuck like this is all you gotta do is just be active that's it pretty much yeah 
pretty pretty much and it's um and I, I guess for anybody that isn't like social media you know they're not social media focused it's um whatever you're doing you've just got to stay active in so i don't know if you're um if you want to be a, you know designer clothing if you want to be a, a, a clothing a fashion designer just keep designing keep drawing shit keep watching shit like just keep active in your endeavor yeah um there's always something you can do i think like so many of us we um we get caught up in the or you know the we get caught up in the big in the big picture constantly um and you know i i suppose i would use a, a lot of people probably want to start clothing brands but they they wait a in their mind they're waiting around for an opportunity to start it you know whether that's money or whether that's coming out with ideas but you can always be watching something you can always be yeah um trying shit out just just stay active in what you're doing like even if it's mud yeah um yeah you just gotta fucking as i said just keep swinging yeah i think like with this thing like and I, i i i can't remember who i said it to but i said like all i'm doing right now with this podcast is I'm sharpening my tools three nights a week. So yeah. w- when that opportunity comes, wherever it may be, maybe radio, it may be TV, it may be whatever, I'll be ready. Like, I'm like, yeah. oh, sweet. I've like, I mean, I've talked to all these people and not flinched. Like, I've never been like, yeah. you know, I've never been like, oh, fuck, it's fucking, oh, shit, it's Shefu on. Or, and, you know, like, that is probably, or it's like fucking 80, 80% of the battle is just keeping your tools sharp. So when the opportunity comes, you just fucking strike and you're ready. 100%. You know? 100%. Yeah. I think like probably a good example. Yeah. A good example for me personally would probably be, so I, I've always written. I've always um, like written scripts and stuff since I started comedy because um, I fell in love with writing. And um, I would just write like random shit, short films, you know, like I would start scripts on feature films and you know, just not finish them, but just always writing random shit. And then I met a producer on a short film I was w- working on. And, um, and I was just telling her like, you know, w- what my dreams are. And I was telling her, you know, I want to be in Hollywood one day as a writer director. I want to be, um, you know, I want to be making feature, feature films. And like, that's my dream. She was like, cool. Like, have you got any, you know, like any examples of your work? And, like I told her, I was like, I mean, I've worked on like a couple of TV shows, but I, I like all the other shit I've done is like stink airs and half finished. But she was like, all good, send it through. And um, and now one of them, you know, has funding from from the film commission, and you know, a couple other ideas and development in different places. So, hmm. um, yeah, just even uh, I can't stress enough, even if it's mud. Even if it sucks and you hate it, like just keep grinding on it and keep doing it because your your opinion comes from knowing all the flaws, all the ins and outs, all the all the shit that sucks about it. Somebody else will be able to look past that and see the gold in it. Yeah, that's so true. And you never know who you might meet. Like you never know. Yeah, like that might just happen. Like I mean, look at your situation. You didn't plan on that. It just happened. Hundred percent. Yeah. Fuck. Well, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people. None of that, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people don't. But the thing was, is that you're ready. There's there's hundreds of people out there 
then I'm like, oh fuck, bro, I want to be, I want to play for the fucking breakers. Like I know I want to be in the NBA, but then you see them on Xbox or PlayStation, you know, like playing more just, times. Just, yeah, just fucking around. Yeah, yeah. playing two K more than they play actual basketball. Yeah, like you know. Yeah, and it really comes down to like keeping your fucking tools sharpened. And I made I a, I made a fucking, I made a, bro, for myself, one of my goals. And bro, we, me and you always talk around like setting goals and keeping them like up and visible. And like, you know, like we, we've talked about it a few times. And, and I remember your, you, like you told me about like Sky City and how that was one of your ones and what's next and doing the Hollywood shit and you fucking thinking thing. And my one is like to do my own show, like to have my own show on yeah. TV or to go out and be like a fucking you know, like an interviewer and, and things like that. And yeah. so I was like, okay, what do I need to do to get to that point? And my, my understanding was like, okay, I get three nights a week. I interview as many people as I can and I get better and better and better. And then, yeah, yeah when my shot comes, fuck, I'm like, it's LeBron. Like you're ready. Yeah. Ready. Yeah. You're ready. You, you can know? just walk right into it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I'm very close. Like personally, like I think I'm like, like bro, like you, you put me in a room yeah. with anybody, and I'll, I'll, I'll blow, I'll blow them, I'll blow them off. Nah, I'll blow. Uh, sorry, shut <laughs> that. But I'll blow them out of the water because I'm different, and that's Where am I the room thing. now then. Yo, gee, <laughs> send me location. <laughs> but no, nah, first straight up, like I mean, you are actually. I think. Yeah, class though. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, nah, bro. Like a lot of people will go, yeah, nah, fuck. They just not gonna give me an opportunity because. Fuck I'm this and oh nah, that guy hates me because of fucking da da da. It's like nah, gee, like fuck, just keep working, cause like that's all yeah, you gotta do. But that's the funniest thing as well. Like another one that stops a lot of us is, um, you know, da 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 doesn't like me or you know this person is doing something similar. People are so like you underestimate how eat ass people are. As soon as they see other people liking it, but uh, I've seen I've seen whole people change their personalities in the space of a week, you know, just depending on how well something's gone um, for something I'm doing. And like, yeah, don't end up, that's another thing. Don't end up underestimate how eat us and how um, fucking, how fucking quick people will flip. And um, yeah, you hear, you hear about it all the time in rap songs. Um, I sounded so white just saying that there. Rap, rap songs. And, and, um, and the, <laughs> the rap songs. Yep. But you're true, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah, people, yeah, people are quick to flip, and, and the the thing that can make them flip is you just put it out there, and everyone else starts hopping on. And the difference between the yes and the no could be the fact that you just did it. Yeah, that could be the difference. Yeah, I mean, bro, bro, here's a funny one, bro. G, like, so you know, the the Joseph Parker uh fucking episode came out, and. Bro, like I've never had more people, and it was my birthday like two days after that. I've never yeah. had more people wish me fucking happy birthday. <laughs> people <laughs> I haven't seen, like a lot of people, like I put that on my Facebook. I don't normally put that shit on my Facebook. But it was, was literally like, the same day last year. Like, what yeah. were you guys up to this this time last year? I'm like, fuck. Everybody <laughs> wants to wish me happy birthday now. <laughs> shit. And then um, and all I did was eat a pie with fucking Jason Parker and got it filmed, like. And and started cracking fucking jokes around how he lost. <laughs> hey, bro, people, people fake as fuck, hey, bro. And it's, yeah. it's it's hard, like, some people just switch it up, eh? Like, 
yeah and and the other one is when you tell like another one that i've figured out too geez when when you when you tell them no or when you tell them like sorry bro i can't do that that's when i reckon you figure it out like if someone's a fake cunt or not like if if if, yeah because yeah, i remember i've said multiple times like 100 someone's like oh bro can i get such and such sorry bruv can't do it then all of a sudden man fuck this dude man shit like you oh, know bro, hard fuck. hard out but a funny like a funny one for me is cousins will like want to catch up for coffee or something or you know they'll want to catch up for for a beer and then the second they the second they get a you know, an inkling or I just straight up tell them no. Um, but I'll go, but still can you catch up for a beer, bro? And now it's, oh, nah, I'm busy. Oh, 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 nah, I don't drink beer anymore. Uh-huh. It's like, fuck up. It's, it's not even dry July, cause <laughs> September. <laughs> fuck. Yeah. But yeah, it's um, funny, eh? Yeah, it, it is weird. Pe- yeah. People are funny. People are funny. But any tricks that switched up um, and said they were keen afterwards, I was just like, <laughs> oh, fuck. What's your Eddie? <laughs> no. my room number is that uh, oh shit hey, 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 bro hey. that room in the sky city must have been bumping gee shit, oh, shit. How, bro this is the funniest thing my cousin um my cousin and one of my good mates from home they uh they slept over the whole weekend <laughs> at the sky city yeah and so fucking the yeah the the biggest you know, one of the biggest weekends of my life, my life, and my cousin's like, "Gee, I don't actually have a place to crash. Right now. <laughs> I need to sleep in your bed." But I, oh. I slept on the couch after my uh, after my second show. Uh-huh. I slept on the couch. My cousin and my mate were on the bed. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't have gone. I couldn't have gone to that after party. Gee, I'm too old for this shit. Sorry, G. It was. It you was hectic. You were looking at me like, "Where are you coming?" I was like, "Sorry, cuz." <laughs> You, you didn't. You did scoot off along the wall, eh? And just, uh, yeah, just got that, out. Of there. That's exactly what I fucking did. I was like, eh, sorry, brother. And Willie, bro, Willie, Willie was like, Jay, Jay, come on, bro. And I was like, Nah, bro. I gotta yeah, go Willie home. I gotta on. work tomorrow. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit brother. Nah, that was a mean. That was a mean night. Oh, bro, do you reckon like social media, like the links between our society now? and mental health and how it's kind of like like the contributing factors towards mental health bro fucking social media has a huge part to play in there bro yeah for sure 100 percent. i mean did did you watch the social dilemma on netflix bro i've had heaps of people tell me not to watch it so i haven't watched it yeah it's uh it's pretty it's pretty confronting i mean the social dilemma more focuses on um the tech industry as a whole and how the technology itself is designed to, um, you know, it's designed to keep you on there. It's designed to, um, it's, yeah, it's basically built to make us, make us depressed is like Mm. the whole point that they're trying to make. Um, because yeah, it's designed to keep you on there. It's designed to keep you, um, you know, wanting, wanting more um it's designed to keep you keep you scrolling and so i guess there's like the technological aspect that the social dilemma um addressed of like how it's engineered but i think then socially um it is extremely you know you see it firsthand it's extremely toxic in the sense that um people's like value and and what they believe is important is entirely based on like you know how social media Perceives it, 
Yep. And um, whether that's themselves, whether that's something they're doing, it's their, their entire like real world view of themselves only comes from what social media tells them. And so I think that's that's probably the biggest that's probably the biggest thing that we that we see is you know you'll see people put stuff out there and then um, because I only got a couple likes or because no one hopped on it after a week they just sort of give it up or, or don't do it. Mm. Um, or you know they they feel they're less capable of doing stuff because it didn't get a response that they were expecting. So yeah, it's I just saw Steph. Yeah, social social dilemma is good to watch if you're interested in the design aspect. Yeah, it's more the technological. But yeah, in regards to social media, like socially, I think it because of all that it really does fuck us up mentally, and that's the whole reason you know anxiety's gone up, suicides have, have gone up. I would say yeah. Um, is, is all tied into that for sure. I think um, right now more than ever, like especially in New Zealand, bro, like it's just, yeah. I th- I, and I mean, I, bro, there's a lot of people out there that have been talking around um, the cancel culture type thing, you know? Oh, fuck. Bro, like, fuck. Yeah, man, let's talk about this. Let's, bro, let's just do it. Fuck, I know that there's probably some people that are fucking... Yeah. They're like little fucking hyenas, G, and they're just yeah. waiting for you to fuck up, you know? Cancel, cancel culture is the biggest fucking joke to me, like, honestly, because people people literally use it as a, bro, all cancel culture is is, um, is, is just another way for people to come up. People well, use it as a way to come up. That's true. By, yeah. It's... um. Yeah, yeah, just the ways I've seen it seen it be used, there. and don't uh, don't don't take this as me commenting on any particular no, uh, not at all. Like recent um, <laughs> any recent things, but uh, but just in general, you know, I've, all, I've 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 seen the the effects of cancel culture and how people respond to it and and how people uh, behave on it, and the reason it's the reason I've seen you know the the reason I've seen how empty it is is because people will literally use. Um, something to to get their own voice out there and to build themselves up but then as soon as maybe something of their own comes into question you know they're not as quick to to also be as vocal or be as as strong on their point yeah which is the whole reason why like you'll never see me be you know super outright on any um subject because like for me personally and, and how i think i'm I'm open to, I'm open to all thoughts. I'm open to all avenues. As I said before, I'll talk about my journey to figuring figuring it out, and I'll be open about that. Um, but I'll never outright go against something, even if I heavily, heavily disagree with it, because everything is so nuanced mm. that um, even something, you know, really fucked up. There may be a part of it that I can look at myself and be like, shit, I've. I've done that or shit. I've, I've thought that in the past. Yeah. And, um, but what some people do is they just hop onto the, the very first thing that they can, um, that they can come against and they use that as a, as a way to get themselves out there. And then, yeah, you put them, you put them in the exact same position as the person they're calling out and, you know, they'll, they'll quickly, they're, they're nowhere near as, as sure of themselves as they were when they were calling someone else out. Mm. It's really, it's really hard. I mean, being in a person of 
influence. I mean, as much as, um, you know, like sometimes that sounds like a bit of a fucking wanky way of saying it, but everybody has an influence and some more than others. But um, being on that, teetering on that line between just being like, hey, that's pretty fucked up what you did to, yo, fuck, cancel this count. Like, get rid of him. Like, fuck. You know, is very, very like, yeah. And then I think the hardest thing to see is when you know that that person fucked up and you know, and they know that they fucked up and they say, listen, I fucked up. My bad. Yeah. You know, I was, I, I'll do whatever I have to do to, 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 to fix this up. And then we're good. Like in the real world, that's what prison is. Like, yeah. you know, you fuck up, you go to prison, you do your bid, you come out. Yeah whatever person you are when you come out that's completely up to you and then fuck it's not easy to move on but it's fucking you know like that but there's people that treat it as if they're fucking like god you know yeah and i control now like it's like it's really hard man yeah yeah and and it's 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 gross man and like the you know it's um i mean it for for me, it's it's like I don't even really know how to put it to words, but it's 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 so exploitative. Yeah, Explo- you know, yeah, that's the word, bro. You know, you're you're ex- exploiting someone else's pain, and um, you know what a lot of what a lot of these these people that use that pain that they've experienced as a platform to to get themselves out there is they don't realize that. Um, in directing all their attention and making their voice heard in the direction of the person that maybe has perpetuated this pain, um, you know, there's absolutely nothing being paid attention to the person who's had it inflicted on them. Mm. Um, but because that's not where the that's not where the the power, or that's not where the the influence or where the interest comes from for for people. It doesn't come from helping out people. It comes from it doesn't come from the positive side. It comes from the negative. And that's why I also don't believe in a lot of these people that, that go out of their way and make a concerted effort to, to be those, to be those people that specifically only really are there to call people out is because um, they put as much effort into focusing on the, the negative side of it. And um, you don't really hear too much about what they are possibly doing for the person who's had it done on them. Yeah, we got some. And, uh, we got some really interesting stuff in the chat, bro. From uh, Tamagotchi, he says, "80 uh, if 80 percent of communication is nonverbal, I'd rather hear it from the from from you in person, not not you, but the person that's been uh, thing." And he said, "Yeah, we don't we don't have a redemption arc anymore. That's so fucking true, man." Yeah, and yeah. he also says, like Abs- the other one that he says under that, and this is the fucking truth. Trauma is big money. Big money. That's big so money. fucking true. Like, Tra- yeah, trauma is. Well, you get eyes on you is when there's like when you've hurt, like you know, when you've figured someone out and they've, you know, that's when you start. It's kind of like, bro, you remember a fucking Tangled G? You know the the, the movie with Rapunzel and shit. What with the fucking um with the blonde chick and the fucking the the long hair, all the what. Yeah, all the white, all the white kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But see, like no, the high, fucking. No, that's so. I'm thinking High School Musical. <laughs> ah. um... <laughs> <laughs> ah. Oh, bro, with the basketball with the Wildcats. Yeah. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Like you know that the, the the lady kept, you know, the lady kept the fucking Rapunzel in the tower because 
when Rapunzel was around, she made her feel young and feel made her feel wanted, you know? And the minute that Rapunzel was taken away, shit. Bro, this bitch was going old and fucking, yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's that's what's happened is these people will, I mean, attach themselves to these, like, yeah. these people that have, you know, like a following, but not as big yeah. as somebody else. And I'm not yeah. saying this is with every one of them. Like, let's get that really clear. But, oh, you know, fuck, it's with a lot of them, though. Yeah, they attach themselves, and then they, they seep all of these fucking, like, the people that did it. Like, bro, if... I didn't like you, G, and I sucked on, and I fucking started sucking your fucking blood, G, sucking you off. And, um, but you know what I mean? Everyone else that's trying to suck you off, mate. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I'll do this, bro. Come on, in. come on. <laughs> nah, but uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're, they're, oh, I'm not to ask, G, shit. <laughs> it's the other way. Jeez, mate. <laughs> um, but no, what I'm trying to say is that, like, you know, it's, it's a leeching. Yeah. And yeah. a bit of, you know, really leeching. Yeah, yeah. A- Andrew Andrew Schultz is probably my favorite comedian, and he put it perfectly. And uh, he was like, "The whole reason, you know, it's become basically a talent for the talentless, essentially. The it's it's something that's um, you know, it's something that's widely heralded as somebody who can call people out, but it doesn't actually require any specific talent. Like honestly, bro." I could probably go and get um, 5,000 likes just calling out somebody right now for fucking some dumb shit I don't actually care about. Mm. But I'll pretend to care about it for, for a week. Get a get a bunch of likes, get a bunch of shares and shit, and then, um, you know, the next week probably go hang out with them. But, like, you know what I mean? There's absolutely no talent and no effort required in it. And as this, and, you, and me saying the part about just carrying on next week as if it um, doesn't matter it's because that's quite literally how quick they are to then just move on and, um, dismiss themselves from you know from what it is they're getting involved in because I mean how often do you see it's everything that they're talking about and revolving their entire life around and making themselves the center of for the few days that it's a hot topic and then as soon as it starts to get into the nitty gritty and shit actually starts happening you don't hear them talk shit about it because they only needed to use it for that one Same. moment in time where it was a dopamine where it was a hot yeah, for that they needed it for that quick, that that quick little minute where it was a, a popping subject, and then you know when it comes down to actually making the change, you know, to them, who gives a fuck? Yeah, it's really, it's really, it's sad, bro. Like, you know, and and people are just trying to like, I, I've had it happen to me once, bro, but not on a massive level, but it was around some bullshit that I had no control over, and yeah. but like it was like connected to me, so they're like, let's all fucking gang up after Tim. And I'm like, fuck, bro, I wasn't even there, shit. And then, oh, yeah. no, nah, but you organized it and you said that this was happening and you you encouraged this and you encouraged that. I'm like, no, I don't. Like, I was, my plane was late. For, for I wasn't at this meetup. Like, so what happened, bro? There was a meetup, bro, I was late. And then there was this dude that fucking went in for an inappropriate fucking hug. And then the, the fucking dude that was trying to get his ins with that shit got offended. And then he fucking, then he went out and fucking got his little pitchfork people and was like, let's fucking go after Tim. He's a fucking cunt. I'm like, dude, like, no, like, I wasn't there. It's not me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the dude that like went in for the in- inappropriate hug was like a massive ass fucking would have knocked them out straight away. And I was like, when you go after all of this fella, he will fuck you up. Like, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they go after. Anyway, that, that happened to me. Shit. Uh. Yeah. It's like they, yeah, you go after the, 
the easy time. And yeah, I'm seeing in the chat pitch for it's pitch for people. Yeah, like bro, honestly, I don't um I don't pay any mind to it. I don't put any value in it. I don't put any um you know, I think if somebody truly, truly deserves um you know to uh, to be punished for what they do, like they that eventually comes to them. Yeah, I, I believe that of everybody, it eventually comes to them. Um, which is why I which is why when it comes to things like that, I'm like, there's due process, people are looking into it. I don't need to put my two cents into it, which is why I because effectively it's like this, bro. It's a, like how I see it is like this. Say somebody's in a car and they're already on their way to their destination. And people are just, and then there's people, there's somebody who's shouting at the car as it's driving away. People are looking at the person shouting at the car as if it's actually doing anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, no, that the car's already, the car's already gone. It's already on its way. But not only other people shouting at the car, but they're shouting at everybody, everybody around them as well. And everybody around them that may have been associated at some point, or everybody that may have fucking washed the car, maybe the person that fixed the wheels. And it's like the it's already gone. What what's yeah. what's going to happen has already started. There's absolutely no value in in doing this, but you're going out of your way to try and pull other people down. Yeah, that analogy wasn't that good. It was, um, was alright, bro. It was it was there. Yeah. I think I got too caught up on the car. Yeah, gee, like, fuck, I was like, a, wait a minute. What was it? Is it a Toyota? Is yeah, it a Ford? A, I don't really know what the it's fuck going this way. But, but it's kind of like, bro, you know, the funniest thing is uh, when Jacinda does the, when she used to do the COVID-19 things. Yeah. And people would ask her, auntie, what do you reckon? I'm like, fuck, she's not checking the chat. It's not Twitch. It's not like, <laughs> oh, auntie, what do you reckon? Why don't we get to go to the fucking beach? It's like, shit, she's not reading the fucking chat. It's a fucking New Zealand New Zealand Herald. Like it's not a direct line to fucking Jacinda, you fucks. Jesus yeah. Christ. Bro, and and like you know, that's the other thing. But okay, this is this is a bigger this is probably a bigger point from, from me to make. But um you, you don't realize until you probably start doing social media like how like stupid there are large groups of people. There are large groups of very stupid people. Like, how many people voted for New Conservative? Like, fucking heaps. Fuck was, yeah. There are very large groups of very stupid people. And what happens is a lot of these people build their platforms, you know, with those people in support of them. And so we put value in, and so we put value in what they're saying because it seems that a lot of people are supporting it. But what you need to look at is what they're saying, not necessarily. So, like that, that Billy TK, TK dude, yeah. Like he's a he's a good example. He had a lot of people following him, but it was still very like it was easy to not. It was easy to look at what he was saying and be like, okay, that's probably it's probably wrong. It's probably stupid as fuck what you're saying. I mean, um, that that's my own person. But if you know, if anything that that he said, um. I don't know. Fucking, I was trying to say a disclaimer, but I don't even yeah. give a fuck enough to like try to figure out what to say. But um, but you know, don't don't put value just because people, just because the numbers are high, just because it seems like a lot of people are, are hopping on the bandwagon. Just listen to what's being said and look at what's being talked about, and place your value on that. Okay, yeah. I've got an actual good analogy, bro. Okay, okay, well, take two. And I don't, 
and I can't remember if I've said it on this before, but I'm going to give it a go. Let's do it. So imagine there's a chick, two chicks. Yep. Imagine there's two chicks. Okay. And one is a, is a doctor and she's the smartest doctor in the world and knows everything about like doctor shit. Mm-hmm. And they had the, sorry, they had the beach. They had the beach. Okay. Yep. Visuals. Yep. And the, the doctor chick is shouting like how to cure every disease in the world. Okay. And no one's listening because she's wearing doctor shit and she's on the beach. Yep. Go over to just across the other side of the beach. We'll say it's like Takapuna Beach. So it's like pretty long and yep. like the sand's nice as. Okay. Um, and there's another chick. She's got you know, a cute little bum. Yep. Big titties. She's wearing a bikini. Yep. And she's preaching about like stupid ways to cure diseases. But everybody's surrounding her, like looking at her. And so now there's a third person. Okay. Comes in okay. And he sees and he sees both. Or she sees both, and they're both preaching shit, but one has more people around them than the other. What most people on social media do is they immediately look at the person that has more people around them, and then they think, okay, what they're probably saying is right. Like That is a good analogy, G. But we don't look at, and we're not looking at the other one in the fucking trench coat or the lab coat on on the beach. And you know, anyway, that was a mean as an analogy. It was but, good. Um, that's that, yeah, that's perfect. Uh, fucking Billy TK shit. You know. Thanks, Joe. Joe, you've just you've just solved our problems, bro. Thank you, sir. This yes, the third person. Sorry, Bob. The third person is in a bikini, um, but it's the Borat one, mankini. Uh, shit. But um, you're right, though, bro. Fuck. You're oh, fuck. You are right, bro. Like that is. That is social media for you. I mean, you should just look like, just look at like anyone's social media following. Unless you're funny as fuck, or, you know, have something different about you, or you're an attractive person, you know, both male or female, you know, fuck. That's where, that's where the attention, it's all about the attention. Yeah. And, and that's, yeah. And, and I, I was starting to get like really stupid about the analogy and, you know, I started adding GST but and shit, but. <laughs> Yeah, effectively, like what I what I was what I was trying to say is, people put value in the message that's being said. They base the value, like the value of the message being said, on how many based on how many people are actually paying attention to it. Yeah. And so, what I just try to say to people is, it doesn't fucking matter if three thousand people, you know, uh, are commenting. Yeah, go. Yeah, bro, you're so right. Or yeah, this. Yeah, that. Don't fucking look at that. Listen to what's actually being said and pay attention to that mm. because there, as someone, I think someone said 20,000 people voted for New Conservative. There are 20, you know, there's at least that many people. Nah, advance, that will, advance they did. Bro. Yeah. Fuck one of those. I don't, I don't New Conservative know. only had 6,000. Yeah. But still, that's a lot for fucking. Yeah. And, you know, there's big groups of people that um, have very alternative ways of seeing the world. And so, um, and so we we need to stop sort of putting value in the number that they given on social media 
stop giving value to the metrics on social media as to how valuable something should be said because that's that's what's happening to bring it back to the cancel culture thing is um people think just because somebody's you know going viral and and you know just because a lot of people are sharing it they think oh shit this must be good this must be right what they're saying mm-hmm. um whereas if you actually listen to it, it it's actually full of it's actually horseshit and even more so if you were to make it that five people were watching it you would be able to see more flaws because you're not taking into account the numbers that you're looking at that are validating it for you. Yeah. Bro, fuck, anyway, yeah. fuck. I, I, yeah. I mean, I'm a, like, I mean, bring it back here, G. Like, it's really around who has, um, who has more fucking following and backing from like certain people, right? Because, I mean, yeah. you could get, you could get eyes on you if you have money. Like, you could go, okay, fuck, I'll fucking, Facebook advertised, fucking billboards, everything, you know? Yeah. And that's why, yeah. you know, we, and that's why I was like, so not surprised, but like happy for the, like the greens. Yeah. You know, and, and Chloe, like, fuck yeah. man, she done a, an amazing job at just going, yo, I can do this. If you give me a shot and fuck, she did it, you know, without, 100%. without thousands of, you know, tens of thousands of dollars, like the labor party yet. Yeah. And the she national party. Fine. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, close. She's choice. Close, close, close the show. I mean, I'm not a Greens. You know, I'm not a green supporter. Like I, you know, if if Chloe wasn't there, I, I wouldn't. You know, I wouldn't have any reason to talk about the Greens. Not that I disagree with them, but like this is me disclaimer saying I'm not a green supporter. Mm. But Chloe, like, is is the shit. As a person, yeah. bro, you're just like yeah. wow, like. What a what a what a nice person that's just down to earth gets it you know like fuck we had her on a potty and oh my gosh yeah. what a just a just a just a nice soul you know yeah 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 it's um yeah because I've known I've known Chloe since probably 2014 mm. so um and she's always been like she's always been like what she's like she's always been very direct very ambitious um. With Chloe, like I think the funniest thing that like uh, it was probably Chloe was actually a really good uh, a really good lesson for me because we were very very similar when we were starting out. We both read um, blogs um, in the early days, and um, and we were both very forward. Like we we're both you know ruthless when it comes to looking for opportunities. Um, you know, real bareheaded. And I think with Chloe, like a lot of the sort of feedback she would get was that she was um you know probably like um arrogant or you know probably a little bit like impatient or you know a lot of that stuff whereas like me being the exact same you know you would just call me ambitious you would just call me um you, you know confident um I, I guess you know in the sense of like somebody that's really out there to go get it hmm. um she was getting a a, a, a lot of a lot of shit as a young woman that was just willing to just fucking go out there and um, just really challenge like all these, all these old ways and conventional ways of thinking. And um, Chloe was doing that, you know, long before she got into politics and um, yeah, I just take my, my head off to her because yeah, she's, she's been the shit. Right. She's been the shit for a long time. She was like top five interviews for me, man. Like her, yeah, she's up there, man. Like I, I man, when I was interviewing her, bro, I just let her go. G. I was just like, I'd feed it and then I'd step back, 
just let her go because that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to fucking hear where she came from and what she's what, what's her her takes on things. And and there were some things that I challenged her on, and she was just like cool with it. She didn't yeah. like fucking. I guarantee you, if I, you know, if I did it to any, any other politician, they'd be like, wait, wait, wait. She was like, okay, well, we can agree to disagree, but at the same time, yeah. you know, like this is why I think, and that was cool, man. Like, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, for sure. Steph raised a good point. Chloe's really messing with the NZ political algorithm. She's doing that by being real. And that's like the freaky thing is that that's all it takes to mess with the algorithm is to be real. But yeah. bro, I would say that's the case in anything. Fucking like what we do, even. Hmm. Just I being think... real sort of separates you almost. But did you get, and now that we've kind of like quieted down with, um, you know, the Sky City shit, bro, did you get a lot of pushback from other comedians, bro, when you were doing like the, the the social media stuff and doing things a little bit differently, like changing the algorithm? Yeah, bro. Yeah, I think early days, like I used to get a lot of shit from people like saying it wasn't going to work and you know stuff like that. And um, you know, it eventually came full circle, and that the same people that kind of talking shit were asking how I did it. And um, and uh, yeah, it's always just like I mean, you watched me like do it early days when no one was watching. Mm. Um, so yeah, for sure. Like I got a I got a lot of um, I got a lot of shit from different and different places from the from the industry, um, different people and stuff, and um, it kind of came it, it kind of comes full circle. And that's, you know that's the that's the case with Chloe as well. Like uh, you know, Chloe got so much shit when she started out, you know, even just running for mayor. And, um, you know, now she's the, the MP for Auckland Central. And, and uh, it's, the it's, same it's, people giving a sh- yeah, the same it, people that are giving a shit will probably, you know, they probably have to listen to it now. Yeah. That's the ultimate, like, I mean, that's the ultimate comeback, bro, is killing people with success, bro. 100%. Like, yeah. you can't, like, like, I've, I'm the same, bro. Like, uh, I got kind of like, I got villainized like for being like a different dude. And then I was just like, well, I'm just going to keep being me. And then fucking success is going to kill whatever anybody said about me. And if I'm just stick to my guns and that's the same with you. Yeah. Bro. You know? yeah. It's, it's like what we talked about at the start. Like people are so quick. People are so quick to flip and you don't realize how quick they are to flip. It doesn't actually take a whole lot. So you, you don't realize like how close your biggest haters are to being your biggest fan. I genuinely, it's it's fucking. It, it surprises me every single time. Your biggest hater is very, very close to being your biggest fan, and it may just take one more little thing to change that. And so that's why I don't really put too much value in like people that talk shit about me or mm. that hate on me because I just keep reminding myself like shit. Well, <laughs> I might, you know, I might put out this next thing that I'm working on, and this person will be asking me for advice. Yeah. So, like, I'm not really too worried about them hating me now because they'll probably love me and, you know, it's how fickle. Later. It's yeah. how fickle people are, you know, some sometimes. And when you, but it's hard, like, I mean, when you get to a point like yourself to try, try and figure out who is, you know, because you never know, bro. Like, you're just like, but we, you know, you, you, you know, the real ones and you think, but, bro, I've had some real ones that have, like, turned their back on me because, of, like, you know, it's <sighs> fucked up. Yeah. Happens, bro. Yeah, it, it hap- yeah, it happens. I mean, um, yeah. I th- I think the the hardest thing, and like you know, the it's something that I'm literally going through right now. The the thing that keeps you going through all all of it is um, 
you know, who, who do you know yourself as? What do you, yeah. what do you believe in? What do you, what do you want to be? And, um, and that's why I've been quiet on social media. That's why I haven't been um, doing too much stand up. I've just been sort of trying to live my life um, and, and write and kind of figure out like what, like, you know, what, what person I do actually want to be. What, what, what man do I actually want um, people to see? Uh, what do I want people to remember me for? And that's what I've taken the time out to sort of figure out because, um, you know, having that, having that as the, as the thing that combats all this other shit that comes with it is, yeah. yeah. Who, who are you? What do you, what do you want in life? That, that beats all the shit that me and, you know, that me and Timmy are talking about. Fano is, yeah. Is, it's is um, that thing right there. It's that internal, it's that internal voice, bro. And that's really what mental health is all about, bro. You know, is, 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 is conditioning that internal voice to be like, fuck, bro. Now nah, you're, you're all good, G. Like you're yeah. all good. Yeah. And so that leads me to my next point, bro, is your, um, your uh, mental health uh, event that you're holding, my G. Bro, what made, yeah, bro. what made you want to, want to like jump in and, and, and get involved with this, bro? I mean, fuck, like, you you know of me, eh, bro? Like, I'm the worst at um, kind of talking about shit. Like, as it happens, like, I'm, I'm pretty good at talking about it, you know, in, in hindsight and after it's long been passed. But, I mean, you know, we probably talked a few times while I was in the middle of um, some pretty deep lulls. And um, I probably don't make it obvious that I'm going for it, but I definitely also, like, don't talk about shit, eh? You are and pretty... So, you are a bit of a fucking hermit when it comes to that shit. G. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. Yeah, yeah, and it's but that's you know I would say that's you know one of my many flaws, but a very big one is, um, you know, any like very tough period where I'm uh, you know facing like a lot of um, challenges, you know, with myself is those are the periods where like people won't hear from me, and you know I went through like another pretty pretty tough one last year and bro like my closest mates probably didn't hear from me for like three months because i just kind of get just i could just get lost in myself and um and uh just try and avoid putting anything on on anyone else around me and so um why i wanted to do uh lads we need to talk which is this event that um for anybody listening timmy's gonna be at uh, next tuesday the 10th i think at sweatshop is because um, I've never been, you know, I can't even really talk about my problems one-on-one to some of my closest friends. Like, you know, Timmy looked me right in my eyes and asked me if I was okay. And, you know, I kind of just, I just kind of move on pretty quickly, eh, bro? But yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm somebody that's very bad at talking about it to people close to me. So I'm going to use this event as kind of a, the first opportunity for me to be open about it and I'm going to be open about shit in a room full of people. And it's not going to be like a massive um, you know, therapy session for me or anything, but it's just going to be me to kind of sit down and um, just do what I do, which is talk about things um, openly and, um, and share the stage with a lot, a lot of my close friends. And uh, the, the biggest thing is for me to kind of do it with, you know, my close mates there and, you know, that all of us share, and uh, really open it up to to everybody that's coming along. Um, that uh, that there are ways that we can sort of figure it out, and that event will literally be me figuring out how to talk about it. Because mm. I mean, you know, I fucking have no idea. So, yeah, it's um, um it's very it's where it came like from. 
showing a lot of vulnerability, you know, bro. Like, it's quite a, oh, like, you know, it's great. Gee. Like, that's how so we grow, bro. right? Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, like, I don't really know. Because cause it's, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think, like, yeah, bro, me, I remember, sorry, sorry, bro. I remember, like, yeah. I had a boss, G, and he was probably the best boss I've ever had. His name was Dave. And Dave, this is, this is with uh, basketball, and Dave said to me, bro, he goes, when you're in your comfort zone, G, well, he didn't call me G, he called me Tim, but he was pretty up there, and he wore a suit every day. And he goes, when you're in your comfort zone, that's when you're in a shadow. And then he was like, but plants don't grow in shadows. You need to get out into the sun. You need to try things that are different because at the end of the day, you know, if you want to just be in this little sheltered little shadow like thing. And I think, bro, fuck, potentially this could be like fucking, bro, you could be out on that UV light, G, like kind of being like, fuck, I'll figure this out. I'll get it done, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think, um, I kind of have no, but I have no idea how it's going to work. I have no idea. Um, you know, there's no plan, you know, there's no plan with even how the event's going to work, let alone anything further. But, you know, I'm just kind of treating it as the same attitude that I treated, you know, Sky City, that I treated everything I've done up to this point. Just, um, I've just looked at myself and been like, am I ready for this? Nah, definitely not. Am I, um, have I ever done this before? Nah, definitely not. But um, you know, I'll just fucking set up the set up an opportunity for me to do it, and then just hop straight into it. I have no idea how it's going to go, um, but uh, it's something that I've always found tough, and so I, I may as well just jump in it in the exact same way that I would jump into something. Um, you know, probably a little bit more like <laughs> yeah, so you know, something something else that um, you know I, I would. I would in a heartbeat if, if somebody said um, to go do something that I've never done before. I don't know, fucking skydiving. Never done it before. Probably scares me. I would go hop right into it. So why can't I do the same for this? And that's kind of just how I'm treating it. Yeah, yeah, bro. I mean, bro, it takes... And it's um, it's great that you're looking to be part of the solution and not part of the problem, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mark, Mark raised a... Uh, he asked a good question. Um, will be... Joey being on stage will help you open up. Um, and, uh, but, but I honestly, I, I don't know, but what I want it to be is I want it to be me openly struggling with figuring out how to talk and showing other lads, people that come along, um, that it's normal to have no idea. It's normal to have these, these feelings about yourself and, and be, you know, beating yourself up inside. And then when it comes to putting it out there, having no idea where to start, yeah, having no idea even how to put to words what you're feeling, having no idea where they come from. So that's like what the whole point of the event is, is me being open about exactly what I talked about at the start, being open about the journey. Um, it's not me coming in as a realized man, knowing what's good for me mentally, knowing what, what works. It's me coming as, I don't know what the fuck works for me. I don't know who I am. I don't know what I'm trying to do. But this is me standing up in front of you as real as it gets. And um, I've never done it to my closest mates, but I'm just going to hop straight into it and try to do it in front of all these strangers and hope that it, you know, it helps somebody that's there. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Bro, what a, what a, what a great idea. What a, like a, I mean, it shows a lot of growth and it shows a lot of, you know, like you're ready to kind of help people. 
and it's awesome bro and help yourself as well but you know um yeah i'm really looking forward to it. and i'm really really honored that you, um that to be a part of it bro and i'm very thankful um i hope i can add I some kind of fucking I, i'm i'm yeah i hope i can add some kind of substance to it but um bro fuck it's choice bro nah, of course brother wouldn't uh yeah well, well you you were one of the first people i thought of to to have there just because exactly what i said before you know you always yeah you're you're never zero or a hundred with me you always just bring it right back to the middle and so um you know it, it's not going to be just all all you know doom and gloom and, and sadness like i i want it to be you know laughs and you know like hanging out and you know, talking about things that that I find very tough to talk about, just just, just real. Like that's what I want it to be, just real. And yeah. like uh, the real me struggles and loves talking shit at the exact same time. That's yeah. the real me, and so I want to be that. And then, um, and hopefully, it just yeah, you know, adds adds something to anybody else that you know wants to come along, who's uh, probably feels the same. Yeah, I think, bro. Like, yeah. I can't wait, bro. So next Tuesday, Tuesday the tenth, six thirty. Um, yeah, down, yeah, down at Switch Shop. Um, I put the link for both the Twitter and the um, and the also the uh, event finder in there. If you guys can, if you whoever's on the um live stream at the moment, chuck it into your uh, into your socials and and let's get some people to you know the, cheers, yeah, bro. Yeah. I, I mean, and Appreciate I'll be pushing it. it on socials as well and trying to because I think it's I think it's really like a it's a, it's a it's needed like and a lot of people that don't have a influence or don't have any type of um people listening to you just kind of don't want to go there because it's a touchy subject yeah know? yeah yeah the the event is um it is ticketed fun it's 20 dollars, and the whole reason the whole reason it's ticketed is um because i have been hit up about why it costs to go which i fucking i totally understand um but yeah, the money's going to part of the proceedings are going to Movember with the rest. Um, you know, paying all the boys. Is it door sales, um, bro? Yeah, there should be door sales. Yeah. I, I doubt it'll sell out. Uh, yeah, unless it sells out over the next week, but I, I don't think it. Okay. Well, there yeah, you'll yeah. be able to rock up. And also, sure. like, yeah, afterwards you get to just—I mean, we're just hanging out, right? And talking to people in the crowd and just saying what's up. And- <laughs> yeah, it's actually just just. Uh, Literally just a just a massive chill, just mm. um, hanging out and uh, and yeah, I think it's the it's it's kind of the what I think is going to be sort of the genesis of this this whole journey that I've kind of been going through my um, over these last few few years is um, you know this year was a massive as a massive as jump for me in regards to like what I'm doing career wise, but ironically as I was going through that, um, that progress in front of people's eyes behind closed doors, I felt like I was regressing. And so I, um, you know, this is, this is a, it's a, it's a huge step for me to be open in, uh, in any sense, let alone in front of real people. So, um, no, I'm looking forward to, yeah. 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 Just what I'm hoping, what I'm really hoping to find. And I hope that I hope somebody, uh, I hope that there's couples that come like, you know, and for you know uh you know why he needs to go look at the man and and for the man to go yo yeah i go through that shit all the time you know that would be really cool because sometimes we don't even talk to our own you know partners around stuff we just kind of push it aside like they don't understand how much you know that goes through and 
and and vice versa as well. But um, yeah, I I really hope we get some couples there to kind of, you know, to to show that that's what happens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, bro. That, that, and that's um, that's me that you said that, bro. Because I know for me, like I um, I'm definitely not open with you know my uh, my older sister. I'm so close with her. I, I love her. Um, you know, fucking, I'll, you know, love her to the end. Same with my younger brothers. And the big reason why I'm not open with my siblings who, you know, I love so much and who I care for so much is because, and it'll be the same with though, you know, with all, all the boys with, um, you know, with partners. And it's this sense of, um, you know, we don't want to, a lot of people sort of associate it with pride. Mm. Um, but, I don't think that's the word that describes it. I think one of the words that describes it is is shame. And it's shame in the sense that I don't want to be seen as somebody, as a man that can't help the people that I care about. Mm. I don't want to, and that's one of the reasons why I don't open up. And this isn't me like trying to rationalize it. This is me like saying truly how, I, how it goes through in my head and why I don't open up is because... If in my head it's like if I'm vulnerable in front of them and if they feel like they need to help me, then they may not ask me for help if they need my help. And I would much rather go through whatever I'm going through than let them think that I can't help them. Yeah. And and the and the the shame that comes through to me is the that I'll never be able to shake is if there's any shame in regards to uh as yeah them feeling like i can't help them yeah. that's that's the that's the shame and think, um yeah, just opening opening yourself up you know um not you but like in general like opening up yeah. and showing that this is why you know this is this is really how what happens to me when i feel yeah. a little bit down or when i'm going through a little you know a drought like i do all the time like People see me and they think, oh, yeah, man, he's always positive and happy. But, you know, there's times, man, when I'm just like, fuck, I feel like shit, eh? Like, I don't want to yeah. do this. I just want to sit and I just want to lie in my bed and fucking do nothing and not talk to anybody, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, and I've, man, I've dealt with some hearty ones of those, you know? Uh, but it's around putting it out there because other people go, fuck, you yeah, know, I fucking feel like that too. You know, oh, yeah, yeah no, I've had that happen to me, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for for sure. It's um yeah, it's a like like for me in particular, like where my view of myself and where I've always seen myself being most valuable is how I can um help my family and what I can do for my family and the people around me. I've always everything I've ever done has always been with that in mind. Like mm -hmm. Anybody that knows me knows that I I don't really give a fuck about like I, I really don't give a fuck about money like I'm horrible with money, um, but I went to I went to like I'll go on the piss with like some of my mates that are way richer than me and I'll shout them because I don't give a fuck like I don't care about money I could care about status where I view myself and my the value I see in myself. It doesn't come from what social media tells me. It doesn't come from, you know, what I'm doing in my career. It comes from how I can help those around me. And whilst that sounds like all, you know, it sounds like all, all lovely and amazing, like that's why it, it does it does really hurt me as well because 
because I do everything for those people, I don't want those people to to ever feel like I can't um, be there for them. And so that's why I sort of keep myself um, distant, distant and fall into it. So um, yeah, it's sort of a double, it's a double-edged sword. It pushes me harder than any, than anything, but it, uh, you know, it's the whole reason I also um, struggle to be open with the people that know me better than anyone. So this is why, like, I think this is why I like having you on the podcast show is because like from the outside looking in bro you're a comedian you're you know you're the guy you know you're the fucking um all these different social media people that you you play on here but the one that i know bro like you i know that you're a very very deep person and so am i and but i i know that there's like i know that people probably come here and i i don't know who but people probably come here and they thought we're just gonna throw dick, dick jokes at each other and Okay, and we do, but like at the, at the end of the day, it's like this is like it's cool that we can come here and have a conversation around something like really, really tough like this, and like that's why, bro. That's why you know, like I'm, I'm just like, yo, fuck, because me and you kind of get on that buzz, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's uh, and and it's, bro, it's probably like a hard. <laughs> I think people find it quite like um, probably quite. I don't know what the word is. Probably quite jarring because mm. it, it um it probably is like a little bit almost bipolar in the sense for a lot of people. But for anybody that knows me, like you know me, hey, to me, like it really mm-hmm. is like that. Like I can go from like talking fucking out of my absolute like ass, like out of my asshole, yeah, deep yeah. as but clean as. Um, Depends on what day it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's so, uh, wash day. Might be clean. Yeah. yeah. So exactly what we yeah, exactly what we talk about. And that's just the like that's how I um that's how I think, that's how my mind works, is that it really does bounce back and forth like that. So it's it's probably quite jarring for many people because they only know the jokes to side, which is a real side, like it's not me putting on an oh. act. But um but the side that probably people don't see and only really my close friends like yourself know is the other side where um you know, I like to talk about all the things that I um, that that I'm trying to figure out and shit like that. Yeah, I think, bro, and like this is the side that like is awesome, Joe. Like, is you know, like, like on the on the on the face on face for face value, you know, they know you from yeah from just being a funny cunt. But like, yeah, this is the this is the Joe I reckon is like for me, bro. It fucking enriches. It grows me up here, G. Every time I talk to you, I'm like, yeah, fuck, I get that, you know, and vice versa. And so, like, um, bro, I'm just all about that life. Like, people probably came here thinking, oh, yo, fuck, you know, here we go. It's Tim who swears <laughs> yeah. a lot, and there's Joe yeah. who fucking swears a lot. And Even just, more. Yeah, and yeah. we're just going to have a party. But, nah, this is what it's actually like. This is what our actual conversations are like. like shit. 100%. You know? Yeah, this is this is what we talk about. And, and bro, I think that's why, like, I think that's why neither of us really put a whole lot of value in, you know, like trivial shit. You know, I think like, you know, like cancel culture, you know, like we kind of just laugh at because, um, because I mean, you, you know, you, you go through real struggles every day. Like me, I go through, you know, real struggles to me every day. Um, you know, trivial shit like that stuff that people put out on social media and stuff. Like I don't put any value in it. 
I, I literally like that's what's funny to me. Like people ask me what my favorite comedy is, it's shit like that. Mm. that people think they're actually doing something because um but because yeah, the the stuff that we actually care about and experience is is real shit that you and I don't understand mm. and you and I like really actually struggle with but also give a fuck about. Like, yeah. that's the stuff we care about. Yeah. Uh, let's get through some of these viewers' questions, bro. Um, this is from Steph. Uh, would you do Dancing with the Stars, bro? Uh, I, I won't say which one, but I've been hit up to do quite a like, well-known reality TV show. Yeah. Um, but I uh, I politely declined. But um, well, Let's be real, it's The Bachelor, AG. <laughs> but yeah no um yeah i i, I don't know Re- reality tv probably isn't isn't for like I, I don't know yeah it isn't really for me um because like as you said like as i you know i've just said before i'm quite like a i, I can be quite like a jarring personality i guess to people and, and probably um the the st- the version of myself that would get out there is definitely probably not the version that i would want you know, people to <laughs> sort of think that I uh, that I'm like. So I think that's probably why I'd steer clear of uh, reality TV. But um, yeah. Next one. Uh, has anyone asked you to uh, officiate their uh, their wedding via the Zoom again? Uh, I've been asked to officiate a couple. Of I would do it 100. I, w- I would do it. That was um, so. That was my. The the Zoom wedding that I put the video up of that was my cousin's um, wedding, and uh, my uncle asked me that day if I could do it. But um, yeah, I one hundred percent would do it. Uh, yeah, abs- absolutely. Any weddings hit me up. Yeah, holler at him. Right, he's he's cheap too. You know, just just sort him out with a box. Absolutely, I'm cheap. Oh, yeah, I'm ch- I'm cheap as I'm cheap as, and I rock up, I rock up anywhere and out. I'm gone, and then I'll officiate your wedding. Uh, what do you do? Oh, oh, sorry, what do you fall back on when those shows when you got no material? Share Joey from from the bro called Bob. Um, it's pretty honestly like crowd work's not as impressive as as I think uh, people probably think it is. It's just um, just asking people about themselves, and then they sort of make it funny not necessarily me and then i'm just kind of commenting on it yeah so um i just fall back on it's very very simple stuff just we'll ask them questions about themselves um we don't realize like how much comedy there is and just sort of our everyday lives like so for me the difference between um british and american humor is american humor is quite like outrageous and uh, bigger than life whereas british humor is really focused around um like the you know the intricacies and like the the simple things in life that a lot of us sort of experience every day uh and kind of just comments on how silly those are and so that's sort of where i fall is i just sort of find something that everybody experiences and then i i kind of just comment on that and then everybody will you know it's everybody finds a way to relate to it and that's kind of how i fall in, into it so yeah yeah that's kind of what i fall on uh, next one, bro. This is a bit of a long one, bro. Uh, I like to think, and I'm going to put it up later. I like to think I'm a big encourager for men to speak out about their mental health and emotions, but I also love to take the piss out of them. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Where's the fucking question here, mate? 
The last question is, uh, do you ever have conflicting feelings being such a big mental health advocate, but also being a professional shit talker? Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's it, that, that is, so I'm literally in the process right now of, I've been doing stand-up for the last three and a half years, and I've thrown away all the material I've ever done, and I'm starting again. So as of right now, I've got zero material. If you ask me to go on stage right now, and tell jokes and not use crowd work, I wouldn't fucking have anything to do. So um, my big thing was I would I would make fun of people, but I would always bring it back to myself and how I also um, do the same. And that's always my intention. But I also do drop the ball on that at times. But um, my intention is always just to look for the funny thing in people, which is often seen as roasting. Yeah, but then I also try and make it clear that the reason I know or understand exactly the intricacies of what I'm making fun of in them is because I also do it or experience it myself. So, well, um, I'm gonna, that's kind of how I try and. I'm going to ask, bro. This is a personal one for me, G. Okay, when I was coming up, bro. When I was in high school, bro, I was not a good roaster. G. Like I was good at roast. Like I could joke, and my mates yeah. would always roast me, and I would sit back, and then like the next like. 10 minutes later, I'll be like, fuck you, you piece of shit. Like, you know, and I'll be like, man, fuck your big head, you brought, you know? Bro, yeah. was that you, bro, or were you the dude that was doing the roasting? Nah, so for me, bro, is I was I was severely bullied when I was there. Yeah, up. so was I, dude. I was, I was hugely bullied, but what would happen was I was also real quiet, and so I would, I would watch, like, how people talked. I'd watch, like, how they would talk to their the parents, if their parents ever came and stuff, and I would just build up all these like yep. understandings of the person that I'm that's roasting me, and but I would never, I would never use it, but I would say it to myself, and that was enough for me. Yeah, and so like how I roast people now, and it, and it's how I come back at hecklers, it's it's how I come back at people that try to come for me on social media. Is I dive into you know, an insecurity that I I can tell that they have or that I can tell what they're saying is or is where, you know, I can tell where what they're saying is coming from because I experienced it in myself. Um, and then I watched other people also experience it. And so that's, that's, that, that's exactly like how I, what I look to roast on. So if somebody was to come to me and be like, um, Joe, you know, you're not funny. A lot of people with a roast, they try and come back with how they look or maybe, um, you know, something, something like surface level, whereas I'll go and roast them on why they just told me that I'm not funny. Mm. And, um, go from there. and yeah, I don't know. I can't really think of, but yeah, I try and go below the level because all my time in school was just constantly getting, yeah. Sort of, sort of picked on, and me just thinking like, oh, you know, I would say this, or I'd say this, or do yeah, that. So. I was, yeah, I was the same, bro. Yeah, I, I would get mocked all the time, and I'd be like, man, like in my head, I wouldn't say it because I'd just be like, yeah, you know. And then one time, I was just, and then when I got a bit older, I was like, yo, I know, I watched this dude, I watched that dude. That dude was like the funniest dude in our class. Yeah. Like he was the guy that like would roast everybody, and then yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he'd pick yeah. on me, and I'm like. 
Yeah, because yeah. I because I would get roasted and then I would um and then you know I would just think to myself, man, he's only doing that because his dad bullies him and he, <laughs> he doesn't feel like a man at home. So that's one of the reasons coming for me. Yeah, that's not like you know shit like that. Yeah. Speaking of that, bro, we're gonna play a little game, bro. This is uh from the roast me Reddit's G. I know okay, you're so you're a fan. I've got a couple. It. I've got a couple lined up, bro. I've got a uh, four lined up, and we're gonna go straight in, G. Oh, buzzy. This one, G. Oh my! Oh my fucking god! Uh, this is uh Tom. He's uh 30, 34, No girlfriend. Uh, obviously. Um, bro, thoughts. Bro, this is every dude that asked for a sunny bill cut in um 2011, and um that was the that was the haircut they got. But like, this dude is like uh half SpongeBob, half uh, Sandy Cheeks. G. This this is a hard one because if this dude said roast me, I'd be like, bro, look in the mirror. Like you've you've been you've been you you've been roasted. Bro, this um yeah yeah. I I actually I'm actually jealous of his teeth, bro, because mine are, are probably the same. <laughs> But yeah, clearly, right. yeah, clearly, um, dental health ain't ain't cheap. Where the where this dude's from, I need to know like where that because that hair doesn't know if it's a comb over, doesn't know if it's receding. This one's hard because this. See, I find I find ones like this hard because it's like, bro, I don't, I literally don't need to say anything. Yeah, it's but just. To, All right. If this if this guy came up to me and said roast me, I'd be like. Look at you, cuz. <laughs> You're roast. <laughs> Let's get right in there, bro. Fucking hell. Um, bro. Bro, look at you. Someone said split personality haircut. That, <laughs> um, that hair has bipolar. That's <laughs> <laughs> nah, so a bad one. But, um, <laughs> yeah, the, the, teeth are, the teeth are fucked up. Um, he'd need to use uh, the Golden Gate. He'd, use, he'd, he'd need to use Auckland Harbour Bridges braces. Yeah. Um, and even then, and even then, that but I could. I don't even think uh, Bowden Barrett could get a get a kick between those teeth, G. I mean, he could have slipped. He could have slipped between that gap. Nah, <laughs> this 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 one's this one's hard. He looks. He reminds me of you know Count Olaf. Yes. In a series of unfortunate events. Yeah. The, the I feel like this is what this is one of the people that he dressed up as. Um, <laughs> that was a great. Yeah, that was a great yeah. series. I read all 13 books. Um, humble <laughs> break, thank you. But yeah, no, this dude's um I feel I feel sorry for him. I do too, but he oh. bro, he's the guy. He was like, yo, roast me. Let's do it. Yeah, no, but that's a that's a hard one. Hard like one. if I saw this dude at a stand-up comedy show, like I literally wouldn't go anywhere near him. Like yeah. talking. Like I wouldn't talk to him. Because he's like he's yeah. All right, moving on to the next one, bro. Bro, right here. This is uh, Roast Me. Uh, this guy, his name's Tom, bro. He's 24 from uh, Nebraska. Um, has a girlfriend, he says, uh, but uh, has no job. Uh, has no job. Yeah. This is another here. I don't know if this is uh, Post, Post Malone's uh, brother that was in the special bus or... Uh, bro, this... <laughs> I didn't say that. Bro, this, is the, this is the maddest... So people make fun of people that um that graduate from um you know like fine arts degrees this is the worst dude in the fine arts degree class so like this guy got c minus in in, in a fine arts degree that's this dude um he's the barista that can only make hot chocolate yeah um, that's not gray in his beard either that's just uh they all uh hot chocolate that missed his mouth 
Like he's just been drinking a lot of soup and didn't fucking wash, you know? But he looks like Hagrid if Hogwarts was a public school. <laughs> <laughs> he's like uh, <laughs> from Hogwarts in, Sel- in uh, South Auckland. He's a uh, Hagrid. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Bro, this, this looks like uh, LeBron's... Um, Le- LeBron, LeBron had a fucking eczema and uh, all of a sudden he's all fucked up. Bro, this dude's hair is just fucking everywhere, G. He says, uh, yeah, that, me. Right, that's that's a that's a good one. This guy looks like a um, fucking <laughs> LeBron and Michael Jackson had a baby. Uh, <laughs> the vitiligo, the old vitiligo Michael Jackson. Yeah, the vitiligo. The vitiligo. All, right, um, all right, bro, yeah. fuck anymore. Bro, this dude's yeah, eyebrows this- are mad jack too, G. Bro, this looks like Post Malone's brother that smells worse than him. <laughs> this is pre-Malone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Hey, he looks, you know, oh, sorry. No, bro. no, no, you were you. Bro, this is, <laughs> I think this is every dude that, this dude asked, this dude asked, you know how there's the guys that ask girls for hugs? <laughs> this guy, this guy asked the boys for hugs. <laughs> This is the dude, bro, that like slides into them, the the, the big girls, the big, uh, you know, that are all about the big girls, bro, and just slides in every day. Like, what are you up to? This guy looks like he he's frequent on um, OnlyFans, but for like the uh, the ones that only have like two followers and ask them to do the most outrageous shit. Like fucking yo, could you put jelly between your toes and. Put it, up, put it up to the camera for me, please. Well, this is the guy that plays for Tinder Gold, but no chicks have swapped him for him to be able to. That's quite a, a nice joke for anyone that uses anyone that's ever used uh, anyone that's ever used Tinder. But um, now this, but this, you know what? Like, in all honesty, if I saw this dude and I wanted to, and he said roast me, I'd be like, bro, you just look like somebody I never want to see again. Uh, in all honesty, you look like somebody that I could literally. I, if I had a conversation with you, it would go nowhere. Bro, I just noticed this too, bro. If uh, if we can zoom in here, bro, his his uh, mustache looks like two rats kissing. G. Oh yeah, See, it's fucking yuck. Bro, you know tail. what our conversation? I mean, oh shit, it's on the side. Hold up. You know what our conversation would be? It'd be five. What have you been up to? And every single time he says fuck all. <laughs> fuck. It's like, bro, I know. I know you've been, been up to fucks. All right, shout outs to you, Tom. Next one. Boom! <laughs> Fucking hell! Oh my god! Oh my! This is Mal- Malfoy G. <laughs> <laughs> this is Malfoy after a gen- gender swap G. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> but this looks like uh, this is um David Toey. <laughs> but this is yeah, this is the Aussie, the Aussie Draco Malfoy. This is um. I feel like this is um fuck, what's her name? Kate Hudson's brother. <laughs> oh I, don't know, I don't know who Kate Hudson is. I feel like she's fucking. I feel like this is Macaulay um, Culkin, G. This is like Macaulay Culkin after fucking he just got blazed and uh and he's grown yeah, his you know, he's really like, he's home point. alone. So everybody saw those pictures a few years ago. It was Macaulay Culkin before crack. And Macaulay Culkin after crack. This is Macaulay Culkin on during crack. crack. <laughs> yeah. This is the crack Macaulay Culkin. 
yeah, this is Macaulay Culkin on crack. Um, this is, yeah, this guy looks like the, the shittest bartender um, in Auckland. But this is a guy, if you went up and asked for Red Bull vodka, he'd be like, oh, but I don't know how to make it. <laughs> <laughs> this guy looks like one of those dudes that's like, uh, he's, he's always up in your missus' uh, DMs, do you? And then the minute that you have a fight, bro, he's like, hits you up like, are you all right, babe? You all goods? That guy, I told you that guy was a fucking, 100%. you know, come over here. I feel like this guy writes poems that don't rhyme. <laughs> I think this guy's into haikus and soliloquies. Yeah. <laughs> bro, I saved the best one for last year. Here he is, bro. Boom. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my God. shit. This guy looks like my left nut, G. Like. It's fucking boss baby growing up. <laughs> it's like mini me, fucking. It's it's in the middle of like Doctor Evil and mini me. <laughs> oh, bro. oh, I fuck. What is, bro? You could just imagine this dude like you're waking up, and this guy's just having a mad wank on the end of your bed, watching you sleep. Gee, <laughs> oh, bro. He literally doesn't have any hair on him. Oh. You got no. This is a this is a hard one as well. Because it's like, bro, holy fucking... You look you have almost, You've almost ruined my day, the fact that I've had to look at you right now. <laughs> like this... Like I was having a good day until I saw the fact that you have zero... You don't even have eyelashes, bro. I feel like... I feel like in a... On a slightly dusty day, this, that's why he wears glasses, bro. I think all the shit would just fall into his eyes. He got no eyelashes. No eyebrows. Um, all I can hear him say is, Shh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, bro. Bro, this guy looks like he'd come to, like, like your birthday party with, with no, nothing, like, no box, no nothing, and just wish you happy birthday, but whisper it into you while he gives you a hug, G, just like, happy birthday, brother. And you're like, what the fuck? This guy's a psychopathic. You- Pathic motherfucker, G, right here. You know how they reckon this guy shakes hands? As you know how when we fuck around, like, when we shake hands and we, like, with our finger, I feel like he would do it <laughs> serious. And just stare you in the eyes, you while he does it. I reckon E.T., when he was here, he rooted someone's mum, and she had this dude. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, cuz. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, but this is this is this is Voldemort's child that he had after reading Draco's mum. <laughs> this is the kid Voldemort, Voldemort, bro. Because you're not telling me Voldemort didn't root for days. What him and Bellatrix Lestrange rooted for days, and she had this fucking this fucking kid. And you know what's even funnier? Well, bro, as Voldemort rooted someone's mum and had this dude, and this dude's a muggle. <laughs> That's how ugly the motherfucker is. <laughs> oh. He fucking got no powers. He doesn't even have power at his house. Hold up, bro. Wrong. Oh, shit, G. Fuck. See, it's nice to end on a funny note, my brother. Shit. Hey, oh. People, people don't know that about me. I'm actually shit as it, like, roasting, like, off the top, like that. Bro, that was I good. need to, like, actually, I need to talk to you about stuff. Yeah. And then I'll have something. And then you get in. Brother, hey, I just want to um, say, brother, I appreciate you. I appreciate your time, brother. 
anytime I get to cut it up with you is always a good sign, bro. And I'm always growing as a person with, you know? Yeah, I love you, brother. Appreciate, appreciate you so much. Um, yeah, you hitting me up, you know, after not hearing from me for a while and just hitting me up and always asking me if I'm all good, asking me if I'm sweet. I, um, I mean, I've, I've always appreciated our friendship, bro, but, you know, that just added uh, even more to it for me. So yeah. I'll uh, forever love you, brother, forever appreciate you as one of my closest mates. And yeah. um, it's, it's an, always an honour to be here, bro. Cheer my bro. Well, um, hang around, brother, and uh, we'll talk after the potty and I'll, I'll just uh, go and um, rate yeah. us off and then I'll be right back, G. But yeah, don't don't be fooled anyone listening. Just because I have uh, dark times, and just because you know I have times where I'm sad, I'm still scucks as fuck, still handsome, still pretty. Um, chicks still love me, still on my dick, and um, I still got a nice, deep, clean asshole. Thank you, thank you, and I can I can attest to that. It is very clean. Trust me, I know. I've seen it live. All right, bro. Thank you so much. Free. All right, the heavenly gentlemen, Joe Damon. It's uh, the second time I've had Joe. As well, hey, um, we have this goal of becoming the best podcast in New Zealand, and uh, that means we've got a lot to do. Um, and we have all these radio uh, shows that are above us, but the only way we're going to do that is by um, you guys helping. So, if you want to get through patreon.com forward slash the Provise Project, two dollars fifty American per month, um, helps me out, and, and uh, hopefully, we can get us a studio. But I hope everybody's good and have a great day. We'll see you on the next episode, eh? See ya.